Hello, sir. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for welcoming me back. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm feeling enthused and excited. The sun's shining. And, oh, um, <laughs> no, no. I'm like, <laughs> it's not just the weather that makes me feel good, but I'm just excited because, um, you know what? Today I'm doing my run in the middle of the day, which I never, yeah, ever, ever wow. do. But it's really nice because I'm excited to not be just freezing like an icicle mm. all run. Um, and this weather really challenges me, which I'm kind of enjoying the challenge. I always enjoy the challenge, but I also like whinge a lot about the cold. Um, but being very good about wearing all my layers and like having my fingers wrapped up so they don't get icy cold um, and <laughs> doing my warm up before I start my run so that I start, you know, like a warm up inside at the gym and then I go for my run. So, you know, not going to get too frozen. And I guess with all that happening, it is really refreshing and nice to have a run in the middle of the day because I'm just excited to not be as frozen and not have like numb fingers and numb toes. So it is exciting. And for the listeners that don't know, can you let us all know where you live currently? In the tropics. <laughs> Coffs Harbour. Harbour. It's cold. cold. It has been no Tasmania, mate. <laughs> it has been so cold. Anyone who lives in Coffs Harbour, please support me on this. It has yeah. been one degree in the morning, the last oh, five mornings. <laughs> that is very, very cold. Okay. The sun's been out though, which is nice. And there's been lovely stars in the morning, which I've also really enjoyed. You know how I was like, the start of this podcast, I feel like I was just a sunrise girl. And um, yeah, it's, transitioned, it's transitioned to the moon and the clouds and, the clouds. <laughs> and now the stars. So I've realized I just like the sky a lot. Yeah. That must just be why I run. For the sky, for the scenery. <laughs> That's probably why I have a sore neck. Looking up at the sky during your runs all the time. <laughs> you are, oh you my goodness! Oh my neck's sore again because I've been running. Yeah, maybe that's why we finally discovered it. Oh my gosh! Well, there you go. That's it. Problem okay. solved. I'll see what happens if I run yeah. um, with a blindfold on and don't look. Ground. <laughs> you know, start enjoying the dirt and the the leaves, know, the pavement, the pavement, yeah. the concrete. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy that. <laughs> I do love the anyway. <laughs> um, gosh, what about you, Soph? How have oh, you been so enjoying your running? I know you've been in so some cute. new locations, which is exciting. I know, I know. I'm loving it at the moment. Um, last week we had Global Running Day on Wednesday, mm-hmm. which was so good. So I did a little double run day. Um, oh, I morning. know. Who yeah, are you? Was, double run I girl. Know. I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. You are an athlete. Um, so in the morning, I went down to Centennial Park and met oh everyone. I feel like if I name them all, I'm going to forget them. But Rejuve runners, Chris and Greta, were kind of organizing this run in combination with Hocker and Turbo Runners and all sorts and Girls Run Sydney and everyone was there. Um, so we got to test out some Hocker Carbon X3s and go for a run. And oh, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't try anyone. I was busy giving out <laughs> raffle tickets. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were busy. You're the raffle myself. girl. <laughs> yeah, I was busy being raffle. Right. Also, congratulations to all the people that won from my raffle tickets. You're all welcome. Yeah. Um, it was all you, wasn't it? You. Yeah. Um, so that was so nice. We just ran around Centennial and had chats and then had some like fruit afterwards and oh. few little speeches. And it was so nice. And then in that 
same evening, I met the Lululemon and More Than A Run people at the shopping vineyard and we went for a run around the city and Vivid was on. So we got to see the Vivid lights and Dan Price was there and Michaela McDonald and Tim Locke and everyone. So we had some great chats, great run. And I was just loving my life. I was like, can oh. we just do this every day? Because it was so fun and so nice and so many people. And actually that morning as well, um, our guest of this episode was taking some photos. So that was really cool. We will talk about him soon. Um, and then, yeah, I've done a few runs since then. And now I'm in Adelaide and I did park run this morning around the river through like the little bush bike path kind of thing, which was so nice. And then yesterday I went to 21 Run Club with Jack and Claudia and Josh and Sarah and everyone else. That was so nice down at Glenelg along the beach. Um, and I need to find where I'm going to run tomorrow, see if there's any long run groups happening in Adelaide. Um, oh. But yeah, apart from that, not much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm smiling so much hearing all of this. I, I know, obviously, I, I would love to have been there for all of those experiences, yes. but I feel like I'm getting a lot just from your Strava mm. and your Instagram and just hearing you tell the stories and all your audio messages. Um, Sophie and I have been audio messaging a lot this week, which has been really nice. We normally audio message in the car. So we've been getting the updates throughout the week, every day yeah. on our running activities and life as well. But um, oh, it makes me so happy to hear all of this. It is so exciting. How good is the running community? So good. Nothing um, better. Nothing better. Right? Nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I was thinking that this morning. I went for a, a nice walk at sunrise and I was just thinking like, wow, how good is the community? And I know we've said this lots of times, but just that last post we put up on Instagram, or the last two posts after Global Running Day and then the post about your reason why you run. And so many people message us, so many people commented and just some really nice little not, I'm not going to say stories, but just like little snippets of why people do what they do and people's purpose and intention behind running, which was so nice. And I felt really inspired by that. And I think you did too, Soph. Mm, it was so nice. It was, yeah, it's so good to hear different little perspectives and um, yeah, I guess reasons behind people's whys, which was so nice. So thank you all for sharing that with us. Um, if you haven't looked, listened to the episode, the one before this one, so have a quick listen. It's only a short one, so you can get through it in a quick little 5K. Yeah, that's it. And um, yeah, it's good. How's your rest of your running been? Um, pretty good. I was um thinking this morning, like one of my friends asked me what my injury updates are, and I was like, it's such a weird question. I mean, yes, I think everything's going really well. I still have some weird things which I can't quite figure out. That weird sort of stabbing foot pain situation. But the thing is, I think I mostly just feel it like driving my car and like walking in the gym, like literally walking from equipment to equipment. So I don't think it's really exacerbated by running, which is really good. So we can just disregard that. Um, everything else feels great. I, I've bumped up my volume last week. So I've been doing like 33, 34K weeks, the last sort of two six-week blocks. They've been about that same distance. And the plan of this, this block, this six-week block was to actually decrease my volume a little bit, but start adding in some intensity. But what did I do? 
I didn't add in any intensity and I just increased my volume because I just realized like, I just want to run more. I don't, I don't really want to run fast right now. I think it'd be good too, because it is important sort of that end stage rehab to add in that intensity and see how your body goes with picking up the pace. And obviously I would like to do some races eventually. So it is important, but I think for now, I'm just keen to be able to get back into all those social runs. So Last weekend, I went out to Yulong with the Coffs Trail Runners and we did like a little race recce for the 21K race within the, what used to be called the End Peak, um, but now it is called Rumble in the Jungle. So that is a trail event in Coffs Harbour for anyone interested in August. Um, But anyway, we did a little recce of the 21K, but um, ended up doing 27k because I got my arm twisted slash I was like yeah sure I'll come along for a bit extra <laughs> 27k <laughs> is like a long run right like 27 sounds like wow like that's a long yeah. run that's yeah officially I guess a long run yeah yeah finally gosh I finally entered long run Seriously, thanks so for validating me that's amazing. Well, my 15ks haven't been quite good enough wow. um but yeah honestly it's yeah my longest run since pre-stress fracture I think my last run before I had my stress fracture was 20 k's or 21 k's um and that was where was that near Dingo Creek and it was really nice but I (laughs) just reflecting on that um so it was my longest run in a really really long time obviously like 10 months maybe but yeah it felt so fine like nothing hurt it felt easy it was very slow like body felt good I felt like I could have kept going so I could have gone faster um and the next day, my calf on my right side, which is like my good side, was like slightly tight, but like I felt really good. I was like, oh, I'll go again. So yeah, really good. I think my body's pretty chill with everything that I'm doing. Nice. So um, this week I will probably clock around 40Ks. Um, I'm doing 20 today and the plan is to keep it actually at 20. And then maybe I'll do around seven to 10 tomorrow. And that will get me to about 40K. So I think that'll be quite nice. A little bit less than last week, but um, still keeping that volume a little bit higher than the block before. So it's very Good. exciting. Good, Good things are coming. Well done. Yeah. yeah. But we have some events coming awesome. up, don't we, Soph? We do. The calendar is full. Uh, next week, Beta Bay, Central yeah. Coast. See you all there. We are going to yeah. get a photo at the finish line in our singlet. So Wear your single if you've got one. If you don't, we're, I guess we'll let you in the photo anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, we can't wait to see you all. And then we'll also be at the Gold Coast Running Festival. So we're, if you guys are coming up to that, I think a lot of people are. Same as we got, same as come <laughs> and get a photo with us at the finish line. We might even do one on the Saturday as well because Sophie and I are both doing the half on the Saturday and then there's the marathon on the Sunday um, and the 10K. So if you guys are around, we will organize that. We're going to get a picture and we can't yeah. wait to see you there. Yes, definitely. Now, today's guest. I know. Where do 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 we start? You know where we should start? How good Mm -hmm. is running, right? How good is running? That's where it all began. I guess that is the start of this journey. Um, Brad Farley, photographer, ultramarathon runner, really nice guy, great, just great human, is on the podcast today. And we first came across Brad when he had the Instagram account, How Good Is Running? And we're like, oh, this is so cool. Like, how good is running this is great and then <laughs> it's kind of evolved he's changed his instagram handle 
and his photos just keep getting better. He's been doing some really cool work with a few different brands and some events and just taking really, really nice photos. And he somehow seems to capture the emotion and the story behind these photos rather than just sort of a stock standard image. So we were really excited to speak to Brad. Um, I was lucky enough to meet him recently, actually, at the half marathon a few weeks ago. And then again, last week at the run. So it was good to finally meet him in person. And then we got to chat online for quite a while. And he, yeah, shared some really cool stories. Hey. Yeah, it was a really great chat. I think, so I've said it on the Instagram before, when we sort of plan this in, we're like, oh, it'd be really great to get the perspective of a photographer and talk about what it takes to get a great image. And I guess the story behind some of the images, but the chat just went so much deeper and we spoke about some mental health things and about the purpose behind not only photography, but running and yeah, different ways that Brad feels inspired and motivated and just his personal story of how he got into the whole scene and how it's been, I guess, quite life-changing for him. So yeah, we were very grateful at how open and sort of vulnerable Brad was with us. And I think we both felt pretty inspired after the chat. It was, yeah, it was a really, really, really great conversation. So we're keen to hear your feedback and thoughts and hopefully it inspires you. Um, if if you haven't seen his Instagram, check it out. It is at Brad Farley. Oh, no, it's not. It's at Bradley Farley Photog. Photog or photography? <laughs> <laughs> I never know how you say it. I think it's photog. Photog? Photog. Okay. We'll have it linked below. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, Brad, it's just photo photo okay <laughs> okay at Bradley Farley photo and oh my goodness his Instagram is incredible his oh, pictures are beautiful and so nice. they all have a story every picture you look at is just you can feel the emotion mm. and there's just so much that you can take out from the picture and I think I guess I mean everyone has had their own running experiences and everyone's will be different. But when you look at a picture, I feel like it just puts you in that runner's perspective and you can sort of relate it to your own experiences. So very, very thought provoking and emotional, captivating yeah. photography. So I'm going to stop. Um, we'll let Brad do all the good talking. Is there anything else? So if you want to add, no, I think just listen, take it all in and please, please let us know what you thought. Please subscribe yeah. and follow. We're on. Lydia, do you want to kick us off? I will. Welcome, Bradley Farley, who is a photographer and ultra runner. Thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to the show. Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's been a long yes. time coming. Yeah, this has been yeah, a nearly a year in the making, I think. So we're so excited we could finally get it off the ground. Mm. Um, and I feel like we've got so much more to chat, chat about now. So I think it's the timing <laughs> oh, yeah. has worked out really well. Yeah, yeah, um, it's all happening, isn't it? Especially in your in your world. So do you want to fill the listeners in? on a little bit about yourself, I guess, how you got into running, how you got into photography yeah. um, and kind of your current plans with all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like I basically moved to Australia like seven years ago from England. I'm from North, Northern England, Yorkshire, um, came out here. And then I suppose like going into how I'm going to run in, um, I was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu before COVID and then COVID kicked in and it was like all gyms was closed. What am I going to do? And I seen one of my friends, Sanchez, he um, he ran an ultramarathon with Turbo at Razorback Ridge. I was like, oh, my God, what what is this? <laughs> and he, he, he messaged, messaged me. He was like, oh, bro, we should do it. Like, it's amazing. So I was like, yeah, I'm running an ultramarathon. 
absolutely no understanding of what, what it entails <laughs> like and then yeah so I, I I got to the thought process that like COVID's here can't do anything else like at the time I was sober and I was wanting to like I just wanted to throw myself into something bigger than myself mm. and then and I thought I'm going to use this time now to recreate myself while we have the opportunity because there's nothing else going on like mm. and then so I started running and um, about a month later, I ran a marathon and uh, I was like, it, it was, it really hurt. But yeah. I, was like, I was like, this is amazing. That, that wow. feeling of, of, of finishing the marathon, it like, it, it just lit a fire in me. And um, yeah. And, and from there onwards, like what, what would it be now? Probably two years. Yeah. I've, I've run probably like eight ultra marathons. Um, <laughs> eight. Yeah, rough. I think it's about eight. Yeah, that's a quick turnaround. Oh yeah, no, yeah. How do well, you... you know if you love it? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, passionate. I love that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Then done done a fair few marathons. I tried doing marathons every day during lockdown. When, mm. the, when oh, the... you did, didn't you? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, because construction construction was cancelled because of right. COVID. So I went into Sunny Park and no training and three days. Oh, that's it. I was cooked. <laughs> Well, fair enough. That is a huge, like that is, that is extreme. And I think this is the trouble when you hang out with people that do stuff like this all the time, uh, yeah, people absolutely. like Ned and just crazy people. You just think, oh, well, you know, it's just normal, but yeah. it's yeah. insane when you think about it. So yeah, I think three oh, days yeah. is very impressive. <laughs> I, I, it, that was like the nail in the coffin. That was I, after that, I didn't <laughs> run much for a good few months. Like, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm back now. Been, so yeah. I'm That's there. insane. Um, do you still do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or that just went no. out the window and you found running? Yeah, like like I'm still I'm still like I speak to my my male coach all the time, well majority of the time on on social media and like I'd, I'd love to go back, but it's like I feel like it's one or the other mm. because like you can't do it all. You have to you have to be going like a good few sessions a week to be able to progress into it, you know. Mm. Um, and it's and it's really hard on your body. Like I went and did some photography. Um, a few months back for him and I took my gi with me and yeah I had a role and stuff with some of the old old, old people that I used to train with and the next day my body was just in pieces and I was like I can't run and do this mm, so I, yeah. chose, I chose running obviously great Good. choice fantastic yeah. so does this mean that you got into only got into running photography when you started running like yeah, how did yeah. that sort of happen um so I met I, I met Ned in a recovery center, I ran, um, I ran Kudji Beach to Scarborough Hotel out near, um, at like South, South, South Sydney, near, close to Wollongong, I think it is, mm-hmm. like past Bull Eye and stuff. And next day I was cooked. So I lived around the corner from, uh, it was Cultivate Recovery, sorry, in Surreals. And I was in the Normatec boots and Ned was sat next to me. I was like, <laughs> I recognize his face from Instagram somewhere. And then the <laughs> woman introduced us and she was like, oh, he's running 50 marathons in 50 days. Oh. And then, and he, I think he was like on his 23rd day or, or something like that. So I went along for a few of the runs. Like I, di- I didn't do marathons. I think I did like 20K on one of them, 10 on another. And then um, on his last day, I said, I'll come down. And I had a camera, but I didn't like, I shot a bit of jujitsu like usual like like sun sunsets and sunrise and stuff like that on my holidays and I took the camera along and I took the the photo of him when he finished and it was like Mm. it was like such a 
such a vibe there. Like there was so many people, everyone was like cheering stuff. And he was crying. And I got the photo of him crying at the end. And it just like, it just blew up on, on Instagram. And it was like, seeing people share it made me realize like the power of of taking a photograph mm. and what, what like that story tells like you could mm. see in his face like how much it meant to him and and what he'd achieved like it was, it was mm. so powerful and that that was it then yeah. I, I was all in I was like this is what I want to do so yeah and here I am yeah that's amazing I think I don't know how you do it but you do all your photos seem to just capture so much emotion and you can mm. really see the story behind it. I think if I was to take a photo, you're just like, oh, there's a person standing there. But for you, <laughs> yeah. it's like there's all this background context. Like I don't know how you capture it all, but, yeah, yeah, you've clearly got such a strong talent for it. So it's amazing that you're able to suddenly combine these two passions and, yeah, um, yeah. yeah it all looks like it's working out for you. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it, it's awesome. Like so it's a slow burn, like trying to, to give up my job in construction to – to like obviously get to a point where I can do it full time but it's like I've always said since I was younger I'll never settle for less and like mm-hmm. I, I I hate getting up for work in the morning and, and like the thought of a normal job it, like to do that for the rest of my life it me personally it kills me like the thought of it so it's like mm-hmm. photography I'm I'm like all in like mm-hmm. yeah I want that to be my life like because yeah because I'm such a creative person I always have been and I feel like I've I've denied myself of creativity all my life, mm. and then when I pick the camera up, like it's, the feeling of it's just um, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. I love creating. That's so cool. Gosh, well, for all our listeners, pause this podcast yes. and jump onto Instagram. Um, Instagram is it's just your full name now, isn't it? You changed yeah. it. Yeah, changed. Uh, yeah, cha- yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us a story yeah. behind that? Because you have <laughs> the best Instagram handle. Yeah, and then you got rid gone. of it. I know. Well, you gave it up. So, so um, I was with my my good friends um, Turbo, who who runs Turbo Runners, Will, and his missus Rocky. And I was like, like I started taking all these photos, and I was gaining a bit of traction with people of my work. And like at the time, I was only shooting runners, and I was like, what can I call it? And I always used to say, how good is running? And Rocky mm. was like, how good is running? Mm. And I was like, Perfect. that's it. Yeah, beautiful, and it just yeah, it, it blew up. It's still now, I'll be running in Centennial Park. Somebody will wind the window down. They're like, "How good is running?" <laughs> oh, like, oh, I should never have got rid of it. But so good. You know, but I yeah. know, but you're still that is still who I feel like that's still who you are. I know, yeah, I know yeah. that there's more to you, right? But like, so yes. and I before we knew who you were, we were like, "Who is this?" How good is running? Yeah. And like, we would like make jokes for each other and we're like, oh gosh, it's so mysterious. And like, I think, I feel like we even hashtagged it and like tagged you and we didn't yeah. even know who you were. Yeah, you like, did. I can remember. This guy is so cool. Yeah. Like, how yeah. good is running? I mean, it yeah. was awesome. So it's awesome that like it's still a thing and people will still call that out. I think it's so good. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is cool. But I just, I, I got to a point where, you know, I was shooting like, I was shooting like Iron Man stuff with like the rookies for two times you, mm. and then like Lauren Tisha's swim, and yeah, I felt like I was like, and I, I needed to like me to be the like the brand, I suppose. As yeah. Opposed to how good is running? Because I, I wasn't shooting running anymore, so yeah, it was, it was a mixture of everything. But um, yeah, maybe I'll do a merch drop of how good is running stuff. Oh, <laughs> seriously? Hope <laughs> yes. and I are there. We're yeah. on it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, let's blow that up. Let's let's, let's start do it. Honestly, business. Write that down. <laughs> yeah, well, um, honestly, we're in. If you need business partners, yeah. us in. Um, <laughs> we're ready. Um, so tell us about how you sort of got into that then. So not just taking pictures of 
runners, obviously that picture of Ned sort of blew up, but then working into like triathlon and mm. was it paddling and swimming? Like there's, you've done yeah, a few swimming. things now. Yeah. yeah. So um, I suppose it's all been like, like I, I'm super grateful for the, for the people I'm friends with and like the, the contacts I've made through running, like with the, the rookies triathlon thing, it was um, so Luke O'Shea, the, the marketing guru for two times you, I ran an ultra marathon with him. We connected on social media and then my friend Declan O'Donoghue, he, um, he was good friends with him. And so the story was about a bunch like, uh, there's like a bunch of friends from Sydney who were going to like do the first Ironman race. And Deck was like, why don't you get Brad involved? And they had a film crew as well. And they messaged me asking me if I wanted to get involved. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> that's, it's insane. So, um, so that was that one. And then Lauren Tish was like her swim around Lord Howe Island. Um, she, we used to like, we know each other through Turbo Runners and we used to catch up and go for a, like a body surf and a few tins at Bondi. And she was like, do you want to come on the trip with me? And I was like, absolutely. That sounds amazing. So like, yeah, I suppose it's literally just through word of mouth and just like being, being in a space surrounded by people who do these crazy things, you know, and that's how mm. I got the opportunities to, to do what I've done, I suppose. Yeah, that's cool. I think you're right. You have to be surrounded by people that, are just as passionate as you and maybe you know they're the ones doing the event but if you can mm. just be around them and be inspired by them and all yeah. be a part of it together everyone plays their role I think that's really cool and do you think there's something about endurance sports in particular that you enjoy capturing those moments you know you could go out and do wedding photography or yeah. something like that what what do you think it is about these endurance feats that um I guess inspire you obviously like because I'm, I'm an ultra runner myself like mm. I I, I I know what it takes to, and where people go in the moments during ultra marathons or mm. like in long enduring ultra endurance events. Like, and I, yeah, I suppose I know what work they've put in, the sacrifices they've made at home, like, like how much pain they are, they're going through to be able to get that feeling of finishing, you know, like that motive, that self-motivation. And yeah, that's what I become obsessed with is like, cause it's not like you see a photo of somebody at a race and like, but it's everything before that. And you can see mm-hmm. it in their expressions, like you can see the thinking, like what they've done to get to that point there. Like, in, I, I don't know, to me, I think it's, it's super special. And that's why I just froth doing what I do. Cause mm-hmm. yeah. And pe- people appreciate so much, you know, to have the memories to look back on. Cause mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're essentially you're freezing a moment at a time. Yeah. But I guess it's so much more than just, that moment though because I feel like you're, you capture a moment but it's that whole story and like what you yeah. said about before during after and I think a lot of at least my experience of running photography is usually like people go past and like they give the thumbs up or like mm-hmm. the peace yeah, signs yeah. or yeah. and like they try and look like they're in like a really good stride yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah, at yeah. least like all my pictures whenever I go past I'm like I've got to make sure I look good <laughs> yeah, it's, it's horrendous isn't it yeah but um I I love that your pictures have so much emotion and mm. as a runner myself at, like looking at your pictures I'm like wow I can feel that mm, and I can yeah. I'm seeing an image but I'm feeling the story of the athlete and I think that is just so much more, it's so much more engaging and captivating. Obviously, you know, art is subjective, right? So I can't mm. say, like, this is my perspective of, yeah. of what you do. But I think a lot of people, and again, at least from what I've seen, have 
just loved what you're doing. And mm. I guess that's why it sort of exploded and turned into this thing so rapidly, right? Like yeah. it hasn't even been two years of you no. taking I, I pictures. It's literally, literally probably, I'd say it's about a year and a half. And yeah, it, crazy. I have to pinch myself sometimes because I'm like, like you see people who have been doing photography for years and it's like they, mm. they, they, they've not seen the things I've seen, you know, like, and, it's, mm. and I think like, I beat myself up sometimes because I'm like, well, I'm still in construction and blah, blah, blah. But it's like another 10 years of this, like, and yeah, I'll be yeah. a mountain somewhere shooting people. Like, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, what yeah. is the what is the goal for you? Obviously, you you keep mentioning the fact that you want to do this full time, but are, are there particular mm. places you want to go, people you want to shoot with? Like, what's what's the long term plan? Um, so I think I'll always stick with like ultra endurance stuff, but I'd love to get into that adventure space. Like, mm. like when you look at like photographers like Jimmy Chin and stuff like that, like with North Face and mm. and Patagonia and stuff like I just love love what they do like like mm-hmm. they give people that like that drive to for adventure you know and I mm. think that it's that that type of stuff definitely I'd be interested in getting into so I've been looking into to courses to try and just get a better tool set to be able to go on trips like that you know like make mm. myself more marketable so um that's definitely going to be in the pipeline but mm. I love like like with Ned's Ned's run coming up, like I'd, I'd love to just do more stuff like that, you know, and like these big races, like race across America, like cyclists and stuff like that, you know, like that would be that's the dream. Like it'd be, it'd be but it's just it's, like I said, I need to be better at marketing and getting my name out there, get on the world yeah. stage because I'm on, I'm only like basically Sydney now. Once mm. I get on that world stage, I think mm. that, that'll be it then. Hopefully. Yeah. It won't take long. Yeah. Um, with Ned's run, I was just thinking, so obviously for those that don't know, Ned's running from Perth to Sydney, right, trying to break the record for the fastest time across Australia. Yeah. Um, with something like that, I'm imagining, obviously, he's going to get up every day, he's going to run, he's going to go to bed, he's going to run again. Mm. How do you kind of capture that story without it just being, oh, here's another photo of Ned running? Mm. Like how do you kind of tell the story and make the picture um, and, and, and involve that emotion? Like have you got? plans or, or yeah. thoughts around how you're going to navigate that yeah well well that's a good that's a good point because it's like we're going to be on the ball for two weeks so mm. yeah, yeah I feel like I, I like to shoot them I feel like the in-between moments are what are important as well like mm. you know like with thousand miles like it's like not just the generic them running it's like the in, the in-between where the fatigue the broken down the thought of having to get up again and run like them, them types of things are what, what, which will mix it up, and then obviously the landscapes we're going to go through are going to change a bit. So mm-hmm. it'll, um, yeah, it'll just be, it'll be mixing it up. But it's the in betweens that I'm looking forward to. You know, the moments where he's getting a, a massage and you know he's in pain and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, I think That's that. Cool. Yeah, I like to tell a story with the photos, like rather than like we spoke about like a marathon where it's like thumbs up, what have you. So. <laughs> It's, it's all the in-betweens that I like to get as well because yeah that's that's what you get to understand what's happening like behind the, mm. behind closed doors as well you know so, yeah it gives a more realistic picture I guess rather mm. than just what people are imagining would be it's actually yeah the reality of it yeah absolutely that's cool you've mentioned a little bit about the a thousand miles to light do you want to explain what that was for the listeners that don't know and, and what your role was there um yeah so um so uh, Pat Farmer is 
if you don't know him, he was a politician in Sydney for X amount of years. He's an ultra runner, I suppose, adventurer as well. He ran across, uh, I think he did South Pole to North Pole. Um, he's run across India, run across a few places in Asia. Um, wow. he, he ran from Israel to Lebanon or something for peace. Like a lot of, lot of um, charity work he's done. And one of him and Greta's friends um, took their own lives uh, during COVID. So we wanted to create this race to try and raise funds for a mental health charity. And there was originally supposed to be running from Broken Hill to um, Byron Bay. And there was two teams of four, an Australian team and an American team. And um, so we, we all we, we was all in uh, isolation up, up the coast. And then the lockdowns came in and the army was supporting it. And they couldn't get their vehicles from Queensland into New South Wales. And obviously him being quite a powerful man, he um, managed to get us uh, an army base, Singleton, Inf Singleton Infantry Barracks. So we went there and it's like Hunter Valley, beautiful like landscape, kangaroos everywhere, like amazing sun sunrise and sunsets. So we all headed there and we were staying in um, this special operations um, like it was like a barracks within a barracks. So we wasn't interfering with like the infantry, um, infantry recruit training. And uh, yeah, every day the, the army would go out, mark a course, a 5K loop, and they'd run, um, I think it was 42K a day each for 10 days. So yeah. Um, yeah, and it was like, it was a race against the clock to see who would win. Obviously Australia won. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was, yeah, that was a very interesting trip. And especially like we we was in like full lockdown in Sydney, mm. like nobody could do anything. And then there was just this team of us, like <laughs> in the middle of an army base running marathons. And I was there with um, two other guys, film guys, Anthony Gordon, who's like adventure cinematographer, and myself. And we yeah we just shot their their journey of of doing this race during lockdown. It was yeah. It was a good experience. Like met a really good people in the army through there. Learned a lot, a lot about endurance and like teamwork and stuff. So, yeah, it was um, it was an interesting trip, and I think they raised a lot of money. And uh, mm. he's doing another do, doing another race this year, I think actually. Oh wow, mm. that's cool. That's just like unlike anything else. <laughs> yeah, so unique that whole setup. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was literally like yeah, it, it was like it was hard to explain because everybody was in lockdown, like I said here and. Here we was just living, it was like a big family, living his best life. You know, we woke up, we showered together, we brushed his teeth together because it was like proper military accommodation, you know? Wow. So, um, and we'd all be in this room at, on the nighttime, like chatting. It was like a big family. And that's like when I came back from there, in, back into lockdown on my own, like, yeah, I, I kind of went off the rails a bit, like, because it was, it was like, um, yeah, like I said, you've been a family and then you come back to lockdown. It's like you, you can't go further 5K than your house, you know. So, mm. but it, it was a good, good experience. Yeah. yeah. And um, obviously being there as the person who's taking the pictures and, and documenting mm. it all, do you feel like, and I mean, it sounds like it just inspires you and sort of like um, pushes you to go and do these things yourself, but yeah. do you feel like you also still get that runner's high just from being the person taking the pictures too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I love it. Like, cause, cause, because it's quite interesting, like, because it, 
you see some people and they, they don't have much belief in themselves mm. and then you, you're following that journey and you see that they actually they start to believe in themselves more and, and you can see that change in them during these races and it's yeah it's, it's beautiful like I, I love it and oh it's so def- special yeah it definitely gives me a runner's high obviously it's not as good as actually running, doing it running an ultra marathon myself but yeah yeah, yeah um, it's still special Gosh, well, do you want to tell us about what you did just recently? The um, West Mac Monster. So you did the yeah. 65K out at um, Lara Pinta Trail. Yeah, that's right. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, tell us about that. Well, so I did I did the the Canberra Marathon, like, I think it was like four or five weeks before. Mm. And, I, and I literally, I didn't train for it. I'm not I'm not completely surprised (laughs) you're consistent at least with the spontaneity yeah I know yeah I'm I'm, that's one thing I'm not good at advice for is because I don't train for things I (laughs) bury myself but um yeah so I I I ran Canberra Marathon and then that just it it fired me up like I I I ran I ran a a, like a 20 30 minute pb oh wow and I was like pretty much majority race I was like sub five minute splits wow. and um, I couldn't believe it like I was like I finished and I was just like completely like gobsmacked that I was able to hold such a, a good pace like throughout the whole marathon and then Don Bullock said to me um he was like you have so much potential if you um if you actually start training properly and that that I was like right that's it I'm, I'm back in the game. I'm, I'm going for it. So, I, so about two days later, I was like, West Mac monster, going to go do it. <laughs> Brutal race. Um, like looks insane, like the landscape there. And mm. um, so that was it. Four week training plan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's your version of, of training, seriously. A four week, four week plan. Yeah, well, that's, that, that, to be honest, that is the most that's disciplined good and consistent I've ever been in my entire yeah. life. So I, 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 I said to him, because I, I live with Ned and, he, and his partner Gemma, and and Gemma's like she she is, she was she was a PT. She works for Hoka now, but um, so, so she I said to her, "Can I get strong in four weeks?" She was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So she wrote me a strength plan, and I, I stuck to that strength plan religiously, and um, yeah, and I was doing 40, 60k weeks, quite a few hills because I love hills, and um, that was it. Went out there, and it was like I've never experienced anything like it um absolutely brutal terrain like you're you was on your hands for the first start of it like up them up the mountain ridges like just shale and rock like unbelievable place and um yeah so i we, we was we was leading for quite a long time and um i was like so shocked i was on this ridge line and the turbo runners um messaged me in the group chat there was like uh brad you're fifth or sixth keep going you animal and I was like there was like there was like 80, 80 I think there was like 80 runners there and there were some fit looking people and I was like how am I fifth six like and that like I, I've never I've never ever been competitive in my my entire life like I didn't do sport when I was younger like I was just a, a lout and um that that fired me up so much that was it then like I've, I've never I've never had that feeling one of my ultra marathons before where it was like, you know, I didn't have time to think. I was thinking about like just having that winning mindset. And then um, yeah, when I when I finished, I ended up coming um eighth, eighth male, but top ten still mm-hmm. of four weeks training. It's but amazing. um yeah, so now it's like 
I'm going back next year to do the 230. It was that good, like. You're not just going back to do it, you're going back to win it, right? Yeah. Yeah, without sounding arrogant to the listeners. No, claim it. <laughs> Put it out I'm, there to the universe. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm big into visualisation. Like, mm. I feel like that's why I've completed the runs that I've done off little training because I believe so much in myself. I don't let negative thoughts get in my head when it comes to running. There's none of that. Like when I go out there, I'm like a bull in a china shop in my mind. Like the, I, I would, I won't quit. Like so, um, yeah. With a two thirty, I'm, I'm getting a coach to help me with that because I feel like it's it's not a distance to be messing around with. You know, like a lot, yeah. a lot can go wrong. Two hundred thirty k, especially out there because that place, like if you're you're not prepared, it'll break you. Like it's um, pretty pretty brutal terrain out there and the heat and stuff like that. So I've got mm. a lot of work to do in a year, but yeah, I'm going for it. That's good. At least you've got a year and not four weeks. I think after the race, I was like, Hmm, if I'd have done six months, I'd have probably have won. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's given me that competitive edge now. So I'm looking yeah. forward to actually like going to it to actually race. Like, so, um, so good. yeah, get ready. It's incredible. Yeah. So what What is it, do you think, that uh, allows you to just, I guess, like latch onto an idea and be like, yes, this is it? And I mean, obviously, you're surrounded by some really inspiring people, which is mm. in- incredible. Mm. Um, but like, the, what do you think it is to then be like, all right, from doing nothing to be like, I'm going to do this crazy thing? Like, how do you create that mindset? Is it about your environment? Is it about your upbringing? Is it about um, the different, I guess, I don't know, like different skills you've learned? In, in different areas of your life what do you think it is uh, yeah I, I, I would say it's probably it's probably my childhood like I um I had a pretty a different upbringing I suppose like we, we moved about a little bit as a kid like grew up in I grew up in like the south of England I was born down there but all my family was York from Yorkshire and then we moved to the Middle East lived over there for a few years and I I, I always felt like I never fit in and then um, then like mental health I, I had bad problems with that from a young age like very nihilistic look on life which mm. it was, and my mum like she was a um, she was an alcoholic she was very abusive and like psychologically and, and physically like always she'd always get in my head and say you know you'll never do anything with your life you're like you'll be like me and stuck in Doncaster like doing nothing and but there was always that this part of me that lo- loved adventure. And I, I always, because I was so emotional, I was like, and my head was, my head was gone. Like I always knew I, there was more for it out there, more, more out there for me. And um, yeah, with these runs, that's, that's what fuels it. Mm. I, um, I, I just get into that headspace and I, I think about the moments and that's what it pushes me so much, you know, because um, yeah, like, like I, I had, I probably, I was suicidal for a long time, and I tried taking my life when I was, I think I was like nineteen. But my, my bro- brother stopped me, um, and I think about the moments, and I'm like, I don't, I don't fear pushing myself to to the limits, you know, because I know that how low I've been. So, it, yeah, it, it definitely it gives you a drive, and it it, it just make, makes you never want to quit when you're getting into them to them environment you know mm. um, yeah well um, thank you for sharing that yeah um, my, heart, my heart's breaking hearing all of that and so painful yeah yeah um, but um, 
it's good though. Like I wouldn't change change it because it's, it's made me the person I am. You know, it's mm. um, yeah, it's that, that's why I can do what I do. Maybe I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have that that upbringing. You know, so um, yeah, it's uh, yeah special. Do you think though it is then that contrast of pain in maybe other areas of your life that allow you to endure more in yeah. endurance sort of events? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I've been in some pretty 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 dark spots in my life like and it and it, it, it does it does fuel you like you think back to it like ma- majority of races I do I always think back to the moments I'm like look what you're doing look how far you've come like mm. like like before I moved out here I, I ended up living in this like like heroin addict's house and I didn't know it at the time and I was on a blow-up mattress you know like there was no carpet on the floors it was freezing cold and I was looking out the window and I was like, there's got to be more to life than this. And that's when I come to Australia and I, f- I found these, like, when I, I can remember, I fought, I fought back to that moment when I was in a um, in a kayak and I used to get up for work and there'd be all these heroin addicts in the, the living room with all stolen phones and, and laptops on the floor and stuff. And I was thinking about it when I was in the kayak with Lauren Titch and I was like, what, what, you've, <laughs> what you've come from to what mm-hmm. you're doing now it's like I'm, I'm yeah I'll never go back to any of that life and it, it just pushes me so much like they're driving me when I'm not feeling low like in my moment now like I, I feel unstoppable like it's it's yeah it's, it def- definitely helps me endure yeah you should be so proud of yourself I think to come mm. from there and get out of that because I think you know you see it so often where people are stuck in that sort of environment and mm. that just becomes a normal and you just you're surrounded by it so you just you join them and you just become that sort of person as well but yeah you to escape that and find a different passion and find this amazing incredible life is is huge and it does seem to be somewhat common in in this sort of space where people have had some struggles and Mm. they've had things go on and then they find running or endurance sports and I guess it's just their opportunity to push themselves and almost prove to themselves that they can do more than they probably thought which sounds sounds like what you're yeah absolutely your 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 mind is incredible like what you what you can do with like you, you and it's got to be trained like mm. it's, it's, it is a muscle like it, but but it, it all it all boils down to for me and it, this is my personal opinion it is absolutely it all boils down to self-belief you have to believe in yourself like and I feel like there's a lot of people out there who underestimate what they're capable of doing like I hear it all the time like oh well so-and-so did this training for a marathon or an ultra marathon I'm like don't compare yourself to them like mm-hmm. in, invest in yourself, believe in yourself and d- just give it a go. Like what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> a stress factor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's so important. I think, I think if more runners like just believed in themselves and, and don't fear the distance, it's just a run, like just go yeah. for it, you know, just, just back yourself, throw the kitchen sink at it and you'll, you'll be surprised at what you can do. Like that, like that 24 hour run I did, like, Decided to do it on the Thursday. Saturday turned up with an escape Bondi. Twenty four <laughs> hours later, I got it done. It was hell. <laughs> I was crawling. That's so me. cool. Amazing. Yeah. But but the, it, it was literally. I got it in my head. I was like, I I'm gonna do it. Mm. I'm not gonna care about how fast I go. I'm just gonna move for twenty four hours. Mm. That that mindset's really impressive. I feel like that's that advice is just so good. I think that's yeah, really. I don't even know what to say. Like, that's mm. incredible. I think that's awesome. I mean, perspective is so important, right? Like when mm. we experience 
um, failure, it's just makes the path for the success. And I know that's sort of quite simplified model, but mm. I think having that contrast, it's like you can't have the sun without the rain. And yeah, oh, again, that's a simplification. But mm. I think like the sort of darker your experiences on one side allow for the light to feel so good and to yeah. feel inspired by that and excited by that and determined to just mm. to, to embrace it and do all yeah. of it. Oh, absolutely. And, and listen, like it, like it is something that has to be worked on all the time because like, like after lockdown, I, I, I went completely off the rails. Like I threw in the towel with photography, like with running, like I was a toxic environment in my own mind. I was drinking a lot, you know, like I was doing drugs again. And, and it, I had to drag myself out of that again. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had to drag myself out of that and, to, and just li- little baby steps to get back to where I am again. And like, but, but you, you know, we all fuck up and stumble. Mm. You know, we're only human. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the shame, the shame hurt me at first, like when I ran the marathon. But now I'm like, I needed, I needed that to yeah. make me realize how good my life actually is in, the, in running and photography, you know? So it's, um, yeah. I've learned, I've learned from, from them four weeks training for Westmark, I learned how, how important discipline is, consistency. Like, I, I never missed a session. Mm, I, I, wrote, I, I wrote it on my mirror, Westmark Monster, <laughs> every single day leading up to it, and I'd, I'd scribble the day off every single day. I was like, and my diet was good. I'd really, really cut back on the beers. I think I had one, one bit of a heavy night, um, a few pints from my brother and my mate. But other than that... I, I, and because I, I work in I work in construction still and like it's 10 hour days and um like I'm broken at the end of the day like mm. I, pro- I probably have one of the more physically demanding jobs in construction like form work and concrete I do and um what, what I learned is being a slave to your emotions because when you finish work you're like oh you know I don't want to do it like I'm tired you make every single excuse in your head but I was like no do the work and then after a session I'd feel great so I've learned mm. like not not to be a slave to my emotions and just push through and get it done you know so yeah it's valuable tools yeah and that's, that's great that's what'll set me up for winning Westmap monster next year yeah 100%. <laughs> um and how did you like I think you now compared to where you were in that lockdown period is like completely different person how, and you mentioned sort of baby steps to get you back to where you, where you are now yeah how do you how did you go about that process to get you running and get you back into photography like was it just like when was that first run? How did you kind of take that first step to run again? What happened? Oh, like, like I, I tried to use, I tried to use social media and Strava as a way to like, to, to try and like make myself accountable. I was like, always going to have comebacks. Like, I'm making a comeback. Blah, blah, blah. It never mm-hmm. worked. And it was like, I'd, I literally would just force myself to go out and do like a 5k mm-hmm. and then like, or a gym session and then, then taking photos of because I live with Ned, like going into the garage, taking a few photos of him, getting that that buzz again when I'm editing a photo and like that's a cracker, like just little things like that, and and it's yeah, it's just compound interest. Before you know mm. it, like now I'm like, yeah, but my, my, I've never been so clear in my mind, like mm. be- better than when I was sober. Like I feel yeah. I feel feel great again, and you know you've just got to you just got to keep moving, got to keep keep going up and getting after it so yeah I think that's a really important lesson for the listeners to take away as well is that um I think especially in this sort of space where people are doing these crazy things all the time Mm. if you're going through that 
period where you're maybe not as motivated, maybe you're not exercising at all, whatever it is, mm. you can beat yourself up because you're like, oh, well, no, I used to run 100Ks every week and now I'm not. Mm. So you yeah, just don't yeah. do anything. Whereas, yeah. as you said, just go out and do 5Ks. Like, it doesn't have to be this huge feat. Like, just do a little bit and then you yeah. do get that buzz and you can build from there. But I think people often just do nothing because they'd rather just be completely away from it rather than oh, just doing a little bit. Absolutely. I, I, I think that a lot of people compare themselves to maybe not athletes but I'm like like some of the the fair like amateur mm. athletes like mm. you, you're not you're not an athlete like you have a full-time <laughs> job you have a kid like you ask yeah. you're an athlete but like you you don't have the resources that they do you know like you can still train hard but like I think people compare themselves to, to people on Strava like how fast they're running blah 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 just like focus on yourself get yourself right and it'll like it doesn't take long to get fit again once you start mm. moving yeah well for me anyway once you once you once you get moving, <laughs> like you start you start to feel good, you know. It's um, mm. but yeah, I'll I'll just be trying to keep consistency from now on though, so I don't get back into that state again. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean like comparison culture is just such a big issue, and like what you said, comparing yourself to a pro, mm. uh, like it's just it's so silly because like we don't have the resources, like your professional mm. in construction or in just mm. another whatever it is that that you are professional in so you just it's not fair to compare yourself to that oh no absolutely it's hard not to right I think mm. it's just oh, it what is. we live in right yeah oh for sure yeah like you, you you it's like you literally live with some people you follow on Strava and Instagram it's like <laughs> in your face every single day you know and it, and it makes people feel like shit but you've just got to be like focus on my own journey get the work done you know be better so yeah 100 percent. um so what is on the cards for you coming up you did you want to let us know about your mm. relationship with hocker yeah well i'm starting to um we start doing their their photography um hopefully start doing some campaigns and stuff i, I recently just did uh did the what was it global running day with them so we did uh redo runners turbo all sorts collab in um in centennial park we did the pace athletic shows so yeah hopefully be able to go and shoot some races for them for their athletes so yeah um, pretty exciting then i'm um, meeting with pillar so i'm going to be be doing some of my pillar performances work like we've um we've had a bit of a relationship for a while now like they use a, a lot of like the two times you rookies images and stuff because they they kind of sponsored the whole Rookies thing as well, um, <clears throat> so I'll be doing work with them, focus on some of their athletes they have, and then yeah, um, back into training. Gonna do Alpine um, Alpine Challenge hundred miler, I think in oh. in um, I think it's November. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so get that done because I feel like I was chatting to the winner of the two thirty this year. Westmap Monster, and he said that it's a good race to do because it's it's probably one of one of the tougher ones in Australia. So get get used to that running in the mountains at night because it'll be it'll be a long race that very mm. lot of elevation. So with that, few other races in between, I reckon. I, I want to do a thirty six hour as well, but oh, that sounds awful to be honest. Thirty six hours. It'd be disgusting. But it's like. <laughs> West Mark, like the, the cutoff time is 60 hours. Ah, okay, right. Yeah. So you're, you're, <laughs> you're running for a good few days, like. Yeah. Um, and, and he was saying, Nick, I think his name is Nick Bamford. 
he was saying the second night was just horrendous, like hell. So um, I don't know, because I'm, I'm, I'm linked up with a coach. We're going to start talking about it in coming weeks. Um, so I'll see. I'm going to listen to what they say and what yeah. they prescribe. So I think I don't know if 100 mile around 36 hours will be a bit too much for this year, but I'll give it a nudge. Yeah, and as you said, what's the worst that can happen? A yeah. stress yeah. fracture. Stress <laughs> fracture, exactly, yeah. That's it. Yeah, t- it's just a t- bone. They get better. Wood, I've never been injured. Oh, yeah. Don't say yes. that. Don't I say know. That. I've just touched wood. I'm <laughs> yes. slapping both hands on the table. Oh, um, it's but, so exciting. There's just so much to look forward to. Um, yeah. I want to know about your um, bio on your Instagram. Can you tell us about what exactly that means and why that's so important to you? Um, a documented example of the potential of the human spirit. And I know I think we've sort of spoken about that this whole episode. It's sort of the theme. But is there anything more about what, what that means and why that's your bio? Well, I actually didn't write that. Oh, it's, um, no. It's a, it's, a, it's a quote, but it's something that, like, from, from, from a young age, I've always been obsessed with stories, mm. like stories of adventure and, like, just not, like, reading books about adventure, yeah. but just, like, you know, these stories. And I, I, I'm horrendous at writing. Like, mm. I, I was kicked out of school, like, didn't pay attention. <laughs> and that's why through photos I feel like I can tell a story. So that's kind of where that comes from. I've seen it on a, there's a guy called, um, bloody hell, what's his name now? Summit Blevins. He's part of, it's called Nonprofit. It's like um, the, these, non, yeah, Nonprofit. It's these guys out in America, they run a gym and um, they're all about like not conforming to society and, and going against the green, like in like training and in life and like following passion. And I seen that and it really, really hit home to me, like of what, what I do in photography. Like mm. I'm, I'm telling that story of people's, people's endurance, you know? So um, yeah, that's where that came from. And like what we've just spoke about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love people pushing themselves. Like to, cause I, I always say the quote by Hunter S. Thompson about going to the edge, the, the people who know are the, the people who have been there, you know, it's like, that's that's how I want to live my life on the edge Mm. it is fascinating yeah that's right I think it's so super interesting that you are so I guess passionate and um I feel like passionate is just so overused but I can't think of a better word at the moment Mm. you're just so invested in other people's feats and other people's challenges Mm. but you still obviously have your own goals and things that you want to achieve but I think it's really interesting that you're yeah, really involved with everyone else's because I think running can be quite an individual sport. Like, yes, mm. we go for runs together, but often people get very in their head about it and they are just kind of tunnel vision doing their own thing. Yeah. But it's cool that you can have that broad perspective of, yeah, enjoying everyone else's journeys as well as pushing yourself. Yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm, I'm like, I am obsessed with how far can you push yourself? How far can somebody push their limits in the mind like? Mm. And that, yeah, that's it, that's what fascinates me. That, that's why I, I, I love I love photography and I love ultra running because it's like you can go to some weird places, you know, yeah. it's, mm. and, and like some crazy places. And I've seen it on that the West Map Monster that I've never seen people's eyes like the, the soulless. And it's like <laughs> yeah. what, what what is going through your mind right now? That's what yeah. I love, you know. I think that's why I capture so much emotion in my my photography, you know. Mm, that's cool. I think you're definitely going to find out at least 
getting close to that limit next year. I think that whole oh. journey for Westmark is going to be so interesting oh. for you to just experience and then, yeah, just to, I guess, explain it <laughs> because I don't think, I mean, that distance is so far and mm. so few people would ever go that far and especially on that terrain too, to do yeah. it consistently as well, like not just sort of staged across days, like that whole, that, I, I feel like we've just mentioned the whole 230K thing just kind of casually, but like mm. that is just huge. And I think you're really going to find out so much more about yourself during that. So that's going to be oh, amazing. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a bloody spiritual journey, mm. 100%. They, they always are for me. I always learn something new about myself. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, I want to see want to see where it takes me. Mm. And then maybe yeah. I'll retire. Who knows? <laughs> Full-time <laughs> photography by then, though. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. Gosh, I'm yeah. so excited to just follow the journey and I'm keen for the training updates too because this will be mm-hmm. a different challenge as well as is just having more structure into your training. So Yeah, I know. That's what I'm excited about, actually, mm. like having a plan and actually mm. sticking to it. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, well, you've said it now. So yep, only it. are you accountable to Sophie and I, but all the listeners. So yeah, we'll be checking yeah. back in in a year. We'll have the, the full yeah, we'll race, have to do race re- debrief. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. that was exciting. So good. Um, before we wrap it up, we have got one more question, which is our favorite question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to choose one pair of running shoes, what are your favorites? Only one. Mm, one. I do love a speed goat. When I'm, oh. when I'm running trails can you do trail and road oh, i think yeah. so yeah we'll I think so. that's just for you different, like, <laughs> different activities yeah cliff a uh, clifton eight and um, oh nice yeah clifton eight because i i don't do much like tempo red lines well i do i do try and flog myself but yeah <laughs> I've, I've had carbon plate before but yeah my favorite clifton eight and speed goat Nice. Oh, that's so good. I ran in speed goats today. They're just classic. Can't go wrong. I just just got the new ones, actually. Oh, give us a look. Oh, let's see. Oh, Oh, fresh. They look a little bit different. Red goes fast. Wow. I like that. I'm going up to the mountains tomorrow to test them out. Oh, nice. I'm so excited. Yeah. That's so good. I was actually thinking this morning, not to make this about me, but when I put my shoes on, I was like, they're just, my speed goats are so gross now. Like, just really, like, They've been muddied and like dried out too many times. Yeah, so that's really really just like just permanent sort of like mud and dirt. There, <laughs> I might so just good. wash them. That could be a good idea. Yeah, a good d- idea. Throw them at washing machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, is anything else you want to add, Brad? Like anything else that you want to share with the listeners? You've had some really wise words. I'm keen to just listen back to this again because there's mm. just so much that you said that I think people can and should take on board. Um. I don't know. Hey. I, I feel like I've, I've explained enough, like, mm. but yeah. yeah, just, just I don't know, go for it. Go just hit them big, big races in your mind. I'd say mm. like believe in yourself and just get after it. Just yeah, floss, floss running. Yeah. <laughs> How good How- is running? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Brad. We really no, appreciate that. And I appreciate you it. opening up and sharing all of that yeah. with us. That was yeah, really, yeah. really cool. I think the listeners are going to get a lot out of that. So, yeah, really no appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank cheers, you so guys. Much. All right, have a great week, and we'll speak next year after I win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs>